Social Media Examiner is known for producing multiple original, valuable written resources about everything you can imagine related to how to on social. I said, we're going to do the exact same thing in video form exclusively on YouTube. That's the voice of Michael Stelsner, founder of Social Media Examiner and the man behind the social media industry's largest conference, Social Media Marketing World. And in episode 106 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, I'm jumping in deep with Mike as we explore the current state of video across social media and a pretty big announcement about Social Media Examiner's own video strategy. You will not want to miss this one, so keep listening. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I am so glad you're here. If you're new to the show, a huge warm welcome to you. Thanks for joining us. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. You are awesome. Have I told you that lately? I'm excited to share today's interview with you as it's conversations like this one that you're about to hear today that fire me up as a video strategist. And I know you're going to love it too. My guest today is the awesome Michael Stelsner, founder of Social Media Examiner, author of the books Launch and Writing White Papers, and the man behind Social Media Marketing World, the industry's largest conference, which, as regular listeners of this show know, I attended earlier this year. He's also the host of the Social Media Marketing Podcast, founder of the Social Media Marketing Society, and a massive proponent of the power of video in today's social media landscape. I really wanted to bring Mike on the show today as I have so much respect for what he and his team and his contributors at Social Media Examiner provide our industry. They seriously have their fingers on the pulse of what's happening right now online. And when you've got industry leaders like Mr. Stelsner willing to come on the show and share some insight for you guys, then I'm going to jump at the chance. So here we are. So big show today. We'll hear Mike's insights into why he feels that social media marketing today should be all about video, video, video. We'll take a look at some of the findings of the recent 2019 social media industry report put out by Social Media Examiner and what this means for video marketers across the board. Mike shares which video platform he feels is dominating right now and where our focus needs to be firmly placed when it comes to video. And finally, you'll absolutely want to stick around to the end as Mike reveals some big changes that are coming to Social Media Examiner as they pull the plug on some things that they've been investing in for years and double down on others. And as video marketers, I know you're going to love their new direction. And there's a bunch of stuff we talk about in this episode, so you'll want to jump on over to the show notes page at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 106 when we're done and find out all the links there. But don't go anywhere right now because I'm pleased to share with you my chat with Michael Stelsner from Social Media Examiner. Mr. Michael Stelsner, welcome to the show. 
Hey, Ben, it is a great pleasure to be on your show, and I am a listener. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening, and I thank you for your time that you're going to share with myself and the listeners of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast over the next 30 minutes or so. But before we get started, really, I'd love for you to introduce yourself a bit to to our listeners, for people that maybe haven't uh, heard much about Social Media Examiner, although I think that's probably, uh, there's not too many listeners that haven't come across at least the blog somewhere before. Um, But I'd love for you to just give us the backstory, what led you into the world of social media marketing and what you do today. Yeah, uh, started it in 2009, so we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary here, almost in in mere days. And uh, back in the beginning, it was a blog designed to help marketers figure out how to how to unravel this crazy thing we we know is the social media jungle. And the blog took off, and then all of a sudden, I started all sorts of other things. Uh, about seven years ago, I started the podcast, Social Media Marketing Podcast. And then shortly thereafter, I started the conference, Social Media Marketing World, which that's where you and I met. And the the reason I got into this is I used to be a writer, and I noticed that this thing called social media was blowing up. And back in the day, I noticed that whenever anybody wrote about social media, it turns out that that content trended <laughs> on social media <laughs> because everybody was like, you know, in financial hardship back then because the economy wasn't good and a lot of businesses were looking at social media as a great opportunity to develop an audience and bypass traditional marketing. And long story short, 10 years later, we now have helped over 60 million people, six zero million, um, through all our various mediums. Um, And we do all sorts of stuff now. We have multiple podcasts and lots of other things that we do. And uh, it's just been an awesome ride. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think you're in you and your and your company, the people within your company are in a, a really unique position of really having your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the world of social media today uh, through the various channels that you're that you're uh, working in currently. And you know I want to focus this conversation obviously in the world of video on social media and and I'd love to hear from you what what you think is the real opportunity for marketers with video right now in two thousand and nineteen. I think it's a huge opportunity because the reality is for many marketers, video is scary and a lot of marketers don't have any background or training in video. Most of us came from the world of writing or maybe from the world of uh, audio, for example, with podcasting. But the idea Mm -hmm. of actually, like in my industry, you know, a lot of the community managers back in the day, they were just, everything was text on social. There was no video in the beginning. (laughs) Nobody understood it. There wasn't even audio. It was just all people communicating back and forth, you know, with the written word. And that's where a lot of marketers, you know, grew from. And today, now video is basically swallowing everything in social media. It's there across every major social platform, obviously even the ones that are not so obvious like LinkedIn and Twitter and so many more that all have video components and of course, YouTube. So I believe that the big opportunity for marketers is to wrap their brain around how they can leverage this new, not really so new, but new to them medium that allows you to generate the best connection with customers and prospects. And what I mean by that is with video, people get to know and like and trust you at a level that cannot simply be achieved on audio like what we're doing right now and definitely cannot be achieved through the written word. So if you want to stand out in this noisy world, video, video, video. Yeah, I mean, ultimately what it's about as marketers is 
is attracting attention and holding that attention through engagement. And, you know, I think we know that attention on video is is at, a, at an all-time high and video is also one of the most engaging forms of communication. So it's kind of a, a no-brainer that video is where people are focusing their attention when it comes to, to their marketing activities today. And your recent... Uh, well, semi-recent social media marketing industry report for 2019 really aligns with that. And um, so I want to unpack a little, a little bit of that with you here today as well, um, because overwhelmingly the, the data that comes out through your social media marketing industry report is around that people are moving towards video and, and seeing video as an important aspect of that. So can you tell us a little bit about this report and, and why you guys pull that together in the first place? Yeah, this is the 11th year we've done this study. Uh, this year we studied, I think, 4,800 marketers all over the world. And uh, we just asked them a million questions about what they do and uh, in every aspect of marketing. And we zoomed in this year on video because I believe that this is a mega trend. And it's a 46-page report. And what we saw was a pretty substantial... And you must have been excited about this, right? Yeah. <laughs> a pretty yeah. substantial interest in video marketing. I mean, kind of at unprecedented levels that I have not seen in years. Yeah. And um, I think we've unpacked part of the reason why that is. So, you know, some of the, the key stats that, that um, jumped out to me, which you're right, I was excited about. But uh, it's not surprising to me, of course, but, you know, being deep in this world of video marketing. And I'm sure for listeners to this podcast as well, they're not surprised by this. But your stats um, show that for, for marketers who are planning to increase their future marketing activities, 71% are increasing on YouTube, 69% are planning on increasing video use on on. Instagram, uh, 68% increasing on Facebook, all the, all the major platforms, marketers are overwhelmingly planning to increase their use of video on those platforms. So, you know, what does that, what does that say to you? And particularly both, you know, the, the pros for marketers who are jumping in on this, but also the potential negative impact of marketers that aren't well, um, moving the, forward. This, in this is way. what's fascinating, right? The key word is they plan on doing more. It's not just that, you know, it, it, we ask the question, like, are you planning on doing more, less, the same, or do you have no plans to use at all? So this is really important. Yeah. The fact that so many people, you know, 68% or more plan on doing more video on Facebook, more video on Instagram, and more video on YouTube. That is a very important metric. It shows you that marketers are beginning, their eyes are beginning to be open to the power of video. They've been sitting idle too long, probably in many cases, watching their competitors crush it on Instagram and on YouTube and really just not understanding how to dig into it. And I think this is an important signal to anyone listening who's not doing or does not have plans to do more on Instagram and YouTube in particular. Because if you don't have plans to do more and you know that a big chunk of your competitors have plans to do more, then you will be behind the curve. And this means a lot of interesting things to marketers. It means investing more budget, for example, in getting people to edit the video, investing more in possibly video advertising, dot, 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 dot. You just begin to understand like video encompasses almost all aspects of the marketing ecosystem. There's practically nothing other than this podcast that can't be enhanced with video. And you could even argue there are video podcasts. Nobody watches them, <laughs> but still <laughs> yeah. almost everything can be improved with video. 
So I'm interested to hear from your perspective um, with these results. And of course, it's just your uh, your assumptions perhaps, but you know, for these marketers that are reporting that they plan to increase their use of video across these different social platforms, how many of these marketers do you think will actually take action or do you think that there's still some fear and and something holding people back well let's get to the underlying most important question which is why are people all of a sudden wanting to do more with video which i think is i think if we get to the why we'll get to your answer facebook which is the 800 pound gorilla in the world of marketing has been restricting the ability of marketers to achieve their their goals. On the paid side, there's more and more advertisers, which means it's harder and harder to get your ads seen by people, and it's getting more costly, right? It's a simple demand supply thing. On the organic side of things, which is where most marketers are focused, they are not able to get reach on Facebook anymore. They can no longer post something and and have their fans really see it in any substantial way. And Facebook was the number one and still is the number one for most marketers. So if they're intellectually honest with themselves, they realize that uh, on Facebook in particular, most everything isn't working anymore unless there's money behind it. And even video on Facebook is not working unless it's very short. We're talking like 90 seconds or less. So as a result, they're in a spot where they're like, okay, our old ways aren't working anymore. We must explore new alternatives. And the natural next step for them is to go to sister brand Instagram, right? And that's where they're flocking right now. Massive, massive adoption towards Instagram. But at the same time, people are also a little burned out with the Facebook company and ecosystem because they know what's happened on Facebook will, W-I-L-L, also happen on Instagram. So the day is coming very soon where reach will also be declined on Instagram and organic activities will not be seen. So they're beginning to understand the importance of diversification and that's why so many are looking so favorably to YouTube. Yeah, I think that's that's um, that's really important to unpack that why behind behind it as well. And I think that aligns with, with why people are, even when they are moving towards Instagram, why uh, you know, platforms like Instagram stories are becoming so popular as well is, is because the video is still so, you know, important as a way to engage with audiences. And I feel that, um, that that's where attention is shifting now into, into the stories platforms as well. So what do you see happening in the world of stories? Well, stories is huge. Um, as a matter of fact, I think if I'm not mistaken, somewhere in the study, we did ask people, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to find the data right now um, about whether or not they're using stories or not. I'm almost certain it's in here. Um, yeah. So there's um yeah on page 27 actually for those people following along at home there's under YouTube videos, Facebook videos, Instagram stories is the third video channel used by marketers, the third third most popular. There you go. So 38% of marketers are util- utilizing Instagram stories, 50% Facebook native video, and 57% YouTube. So, so Instagram stories is a huge growth opportunity for a lot of reasons. You have over a half a billion people watching Instagram stories every single day. So there's that huge audience out there that marketers want to be in front of. Secondly, unlike the rest of Instagram, Instagram stories do not need to be super pretty and polished. You can just pick up your phone and hit record and be done in a few seconds from a video perspective. And I feel like that is very, 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 very powerful. 
because it helps overcome the fear that a lot of marketers have that they need to look perfect on Instagram because after that story is done, it's gone unless you save it to your highlights. Yeah. And that's like the inroad for many marketers is the stories-based platforms. But I know that a lot of marketers, for them, it's also the inroad to the longer path, the true goal, which is to develop a regular following on YouTube. A lot of marketers look at what famous YouTubers, and by the way, you can be famous in the smallest of little niches, right? But they look at what these individuals have, these creators have been able to achieve on YouTube and they drool because they want that for their business, right? And they know that it's possible. So I think Instagram stories is the on-ramp for marketers to get a taste and then eventually they'll be all in on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, perhaps even one to two years ago, there was fear potentially that Facebook would overtake YouTube. And I think some of the stats were starting to show that. I don't have those in front of me as far as, you know, the average daily uses and things like that. But, you know, I think that time's gone, right? Um, so Absolutely. Facebook I mean, our data shows and, that yeah. nobody is watching any intentional video on Facebook for more than a, yeah. a couple of minutes. As a matter of fact, Facebook has gone out of their way to try to incentivize creators to create videos that are longer than three minutes uh, so that they can insert ads into them. And the creators are not doing it because they know that videos that are longer than three minutes are never watched by people on Facebook. So there's this big dilemma because everybody's creating short videos on Facebook because it's a drive-by experience. There is no intention to go there to watch video like there is on YouTube. So you're right. The attention is all on YouTube when it comes to video consumption and very little on Facebook. And I know a lot of people that were big channels on the watch platform that have shut down their channels on Facebook because it just isn't working for them anymore. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I want to explore that a little bit further because uh, you know, in the world of video marketing, you know, people used to... Uh, talk about Facebook video being, you know, that sweet spot being very short videos. Um, but interestingly, just over the last couple of months, Facebook has actively pushed that fact that videos longer than three minutes are better for the Facebook platform. So what you're saying and what you're hearing is that people are not buying that. Is that right? That's absolutely right. What I'm telling you is that's a bunch of BS. That's Facebook trying yes. to encourage people to create longer video knowing full well that they do not watch longer video. Because anybody who has a page knows that nobody watches video for more than a few seconds on Facebook. And part of it is a reporting mechanism because they record anything that's three seconds or longer, where obviously YouTube is 30 seconds or longer. But even if you, and it's all muted when it's played, right? Even if you, uh, yeah. if you look at the, the data for click to play, it's ridiculously bad. And the retention graphs drop off like crazy after just like 30 seconds, which does not happen on YouTube. So the reality is that Facebook's trying to program people to create the longer videos, but no one's watching them. It's a rare exception. Yeah, that's so good. I'm glad you um, you clarified that for us. So, And Social Media Examiner have, have their own experience with releasing longer form video content across various platforms, uh, YouTube, Facebook being some of those channels. Can you tell us the story behind, behind your experience with video at Social Media Examiner? Yeah, we were uh, producing an episodic documentary called The Journey, and we were publishing it on our very large Facebook page with over a half a million fans and our very small YouTube channel with like 14,000 fans at the time. And uh, we were looking through retention graphs because both platforms provide the retention graphs. 
and uh, it was nuts. Uh, nobody, I mean, I literally mean nobody was watching these videos to any substantial point on Facebook. And um, my little tiny YouTube channel, which is now twice as big and still pretty small, uh, you know, it, the numbers were nuts. If somebody wants to see the full story, they can Google uh, or go to Social Media Examiner and just put in search for why we abandoned Facebook long form video. But the, the simple version of it is that we, after we did the data analysis and we realized that it, it, you know, wasn't being watched and it was consistent across many, many different videos that we were publishing on both platforms. And we're only talking five to seven minute videos publishing both on YouTube and Facebook and the metrics were shocking. And we just decided about a year ago that we were just going to pull uh, all of our non-live long form video off of Facebook and exclusively publish it on YouTube. So what happened? Like, did you lose all the viewers? What happened? Uh, no, actually, the well, we just pushed our tribe over to YouTube and consistently did it. And uh, we would get an average of 2,000 to 16,000 views per episode, knowing full well that it never ranked in YouTube search because it wasn't that kind of thing. It was more like a documentary, right? No one's going to search for that. Um, but it worked really, really well. Um, but it didn't work well enough because... <laughs> Here's the rest of the story. Uh, it costs a fortune to record documentary. I don't know if you've ever done a documentary series, but we, we did two seasons and in the, each season had like 24 episodes that were seven minutes long. And when you're filming a documentary, you have no idea what the final story is going to be. So you have to comb through dozens of hours of video. And it took yeah. us on average 40 hours of editing to produce a seven minute weekly video. So uh, full-time staff dedicated to it and lots of expenses. And we just decided, you know, we're not going to have a season three of this show called The Journey because it was just unbelievably costly to produce. But we do have new plans for sure. But, you know, for two years we ran it. We know it worked because a lot of people at Social Media Marketing World said they found us from watching The Journey, but it was just outrageously expensive to do a docuseries. So you mentioned there that you do have future plans and is this uh, a result of purely budgetary decisions or is it about a result of what you're seeing in the data and the way people are wanting to engage with video moving forward? Fascinatingly enough, neither. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you the quick story. Um, if someone, if, if you all go to Social Media Examiner or just Google the uh, search for the death of Google search, um, you'll see this fascinating op-ed op piece I wrote about how Google is killing organic search and how mm. instead they're putting their own results in the top couple of spots on Google search. And being a really, really big blog that gets enormous amounts of traffic from Google, when I realized this, I was like, holy cow, something has to change. Because I looked into the future and I saw a future where we're not getting traffic anymore from Google. And I freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I and I allocated an enormous amount of money um, to develop out a brand new division of the company dedicated to creating original content multiple times a week just on YouTube. So it wasn't because uh, I feel like everybody's moving to YouTube. It wasn't because really it, it was just like a confluence of lots of things that happened. So we had been dabbling in the YouTube playpen for about two years. And, um, we also obviously have data from the industry reports showing that this is where the world is heading in our industry. And we also know because I've been attending things like VidCon and VidSummit for the last four years, we, 
you know, I've been deeply investigating the state of YouTube for four years and I just kind of see where it's all heading. And then of course the, the last straw was when I realized that Google was essentially taking our content and not giving us the traffic. <laughs> yes. You know, kind of like being like Alexa, you know, with the single answer. I was like, oh my gosh. And I just said, okay, this is it. We're investing. Um, and I took the the team that was producing the journey and I put them and I hired more people and we came out with a completely new strategy. And, and here's the strategy. Uh, Social Media Examiner is known for producing uh, multiple original valuable written resources about everything you can imagine related to how to on social. I said, we're going to do the exact same thing in video form exclusively on YouTube. So that's what we're doing. We took a film crew to VidCon. We, we did 11 on-camera interviews. We have an editorial team that's creating animations and jump cuts and just making these, um, these interviews that I do super easy to watch and super valuable. In addition, we created a little studio here in the office and we're bringing experts in studio to uh, create multiple videos every single week. So for example, uh, we've got Facebook ads experts and Instagram experts and, 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 and um, video experts who all happen to be local in San Diego. And we're batch, batch recording in studio three to four episodes a week. Like we just did uh, four videos on just Instagram hashtags. And our hope is to kind of own that in YouTube, if you will, right? And we're going to use our email to drive traffic to those videos when they come out. And, and the hope is that we kind of, um, we just do what we used to do with articles, but we do it with really hands-on videos. And that's just kind of the stage one of the process. But the hope is to produce two to three original videos every single week, week in perpetuity on YouTube exclusive for YouTube. That's the plan. Love this. And now some of your Instagram stories that I've been watching recently are making more sense to me. So um, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for sharing that on the podcast. Um, I mean, currently your YouTube channel, your, you've got your, your uh, social media marketing talk show, which is a live show. Um, yeah. That, and we're the, not, we're not doing that anymore either. Okay. So we canceled our live show on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And because we realized we had kind of a, Ben, this is an important conversation. We had kind of a shift in our thinking. We used to think distribute the same stuff everywhere. That used to be the old kind of thinking, right? We've got a live show. Let's simulcast it in four places. That was our thinking, right? And then we began to realize, actually, that sends signals to the algorithms. And there's algorithms on every one of these platforms. And when those signals look weak, our other stuff that we post doesn't get exposure. So we just decided that we are recording our live show in one place on a platform called Crowdcast, and we're calling it a live taping, so or a live recording. And then the primary audience of that show is actually the podcast. So we have many, many thousands of people that listen to the podcast every week, but only less than 100 that show up for the live show every week. So it's kind of like they're the live audience that's there when we record that show. But we're not recording, we're not distributing that show to any of the social platforms anymore. Instead, we're just putting a little link to Crowdcast saying, join us for our live taping. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. So it'll never so be on YouTube again. It will only be a podcast. So the idea is we're just creating special content for each platform exclusively for that. And that allows us to really kind of go all in and tweak the content and customize it for the various platforms. Yeah, cool. So understanding that with your you 
new YouTube strategy uh, as YouTube being the primary platform you mentioned exclusively as well. Does that mean that you will not be repurposing any of that YouTube content for other platforms in any way? That's absolutely true. Yes, we will not. Okay. Interesting. Um, so when's that rolling out for you? I'm interested to, to kind of... It's rolling out the week of August 13th, which is literally just a few days from this recording. <laughs> there we go. So by the time this podcast go live, I encourage people to head on over and check out what Social Media Examiner are now doing on YouTube to to see the shift in action. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, just, just to tell you a little quick story. We started with a, um, a little behind the scenes documentary, about an eight minute clip talking about how we got here. People, our audience loves the behind the scenes stuff. It took us 40 hours to make, you know, um, and it's just a short little seven, eight minute video showing the whole journey that we went through um, and how we did what we're doing and our plans and stuff. And then after that, everything that comes after that will be either these interviews that I did on location at various events, or there'll be the actual tutorials that we're creating in studio. Yeah. Cool. So it sounds to me like the, the shift or the decision that you've made there is is based on on what you're seeing in the data, that what you're seeing in the way that people are engaging with content and the way these platforms are shifting and moving. And also it's a business decision. And I think that's important for, for listeners to understand is that it's not just about doing what everyone else is doing. It needs to be a decision that's made based on what works for your business. And when it comes to to publishing content, particularly on YouTube, consistency is key. So you guys obviously are dedicating resources to to doing this consistently and of an appropriate quality for YouTube. But what would you say to businesses out there that are that are looking at this and thinking, I don't know if I can commit to that? You know, what's the what's the learning there for others? Well, first of all, the fascinating thing is we're not going to be doing any marketing in any of these videos for the first year. We are purely going to be doing uh, subscription acquisition. So the goal here, the goal here in our case is to, and we did the same thing when we started Social Media Examiner with our blog. The goal here is just to provide such valuable content that people and algorithms want to recommend it. And, and, and simply to just refer to other video content to keep them on the platform because we know that that's what YouTube wants and we know that's what YouTube will reward. When and if we're ready to advertise, we will remarket to our own audience. Does that make sense? So like if we're, if we're able to, which I believe we are, you, know, you would know better than I, I would. But I believe we will be able to say, hey, people who've watched these videos, let's show them an ad, a paid ad, a yeah. YouTube ad for our product. Absolutely. I can do that, can I? You can. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's so, very powerful. So we're going to do that. But the goal here is just to grow that super loyal, fanatical following so we can get to the point, hopefully, where we have a good 25,000 people watching every single video within two years, hopefully sooner. And once that happens, then uh, the payoff for us in the long run, the business return, if you will, will be people beginning to discover all the other things that Social Media Examiner offers, the podcast, the blog, and they'll begin to understand that we are an indispensable indispensable, valuable resource for them and their job. And the hope is that all the things that we do will grow as a result of it. And that includes some of the paid products, but we're just going to, we're just going to keep it pure educational, no promotion. And we just, we know that works because that's what I've been able to successfully do with this podcast for the last seven years. That's what we've been able to successfully do with the blog. And, and I know that's what a lot of other people have been able to successfully do on YouTube as well. So it's a long play investment in developing a community, knowing that only a small segment of them will ultimately 
become customers. Yeah. Hey, let, can we talk content strategy a little bit with this new this new content plan yeah, for, for Social sure. Media Examiner? Because I think there's a lot of, uh, I guess, theory around the idea of, you know, to grow a YouTube channel, it's important to have a essential character. I mean, the journey, for example, as a as an ongoing series, you were the central character in that. So people, you know, came back to watch what's going to happen with Mike in this episode kind of thing. And when you think about YouTubers or YouTube creators who are growing that around their own personality and their own brand, people come back because you are Peter McKinnon or you are, you know, a particular YouTuber. So when it comes to Social Media Examiner, how are you guys um, approaching that um, that idea of, yep. I guess, I think that that's, I'm going to tell you that I think that that's a fallacy. And let me tell you why. Okay. Remember, YouTube is just another platform and it's just another form of content video, right? Um, the reality is that Social Media Examiner has no personality tied to it at all. Yet millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people get emails from us every other day. Yet there's no personal brand tied to it at all because it's so indispensable and valuable to their job that they can't live without it. And the reality is that what I'm not trying to do is make myself more famous. While I will be there in the way that I am going to be there, which is the on-camera interviews and stuff, we know that... Um, we have a very large list of 350,000 people that we email every couple of days. And in the beginning, we are just going to provide a link to the YouTube video like we do our articles. And those that are on our list that are interested in like Instagram hashtag 101 or advanced IG, uh, IGTV hashtags or whatever, they're just going to click and they're going to watch it. And then eventually they're going to realize, oh, I didn't even know these guys had a YouTube subscribe channel. They're going to subscribe. And then eventually what's going to, and we're going to time that so that the day the video comes out is the same day that that link goes out into our email list. And the hope is that eventually the algorithm on YouTube will recognize, wow, this video, it's got really good watch time. People are sticking around on the platform when they come in through these videos. Let's get some more exposure for this video and this channel. That's the goal in the beginning, okay? And then eventually the goal is to be discoverable inside of uh, Google search and YouTube search. And what we're doing, which I think you might find fascinating, is we're combing through, A, all the data that we have inside of our industry report, and B, we're combing through all of our search traffic data because we have a search bar on Social Media Examiner and we're going in there and looking at what people are searching for on our site. C, we're looking at our editorial team strategy because we publish articles on all sorts of content and we look at the most popular content that has the longest read time, scrolls, all that kind of stuff. And then we say, hey, this is a popular topic. Then we go on YouTube and we see if anybody's even creating videos on those very same topics. And then we look at how old those videos are and whether there's any views on those videos. And then we come up with a list of topics that we see as opportunities to actually be discovered inside of YouTube. So the idea here is that we're going to try to make stuff that we know our audience is searching for. And that's the inroad for us. So it's a little less about them uh, discovering the person and want to follow the vlog journey and a little more, hey, this is something that's important for my business. I should subscribe to this channel. I don't know. What are your thoughts on yeah. that? Well, I mean, it sounds to me like you're you're looking at it as a channel, not as a show, yeah. which I think is is very powerful. I mean, people people watch 
National Geographic channel, for example, not because of it's the same character in every show, but what you're bringing effectively through this plan is you're creating a, a channel via YouTube, which will have a lot of valuable shows all aligned to, uh, you know, the outcomes that your ideal audience wants to wants to achieve, right? Yeah, and 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 I I should mention we're bringing some of the world's leading experts in studio to record these, uh, these te- these tutorials. So these are actually super smart people, some of the very same people that speak at social media marketing world, and these are people that do not live on YouTube. But we're recording the whole thing and helping art direct the whole thing, and then we're giving uh, essentially a them these personalities a taste of what YouTube has to offer. But it's all done on our dime, and that's kind of exciting because a lot of people on YouTube will get to know some of these regular columnists, if you will, <laughs> right? Yeah. And those people will become personalities that they will become familiar with. Yeah, cool. I'm really excited to see where this goes with you guys. Um, just you. starting to wrap up here, um, how, how are you planning on using other social media channels to drive engagement back to your primary YouTube channel? We're not. Like you're not. So you're not using any video of any form on Instagram to kind of drive people to, hey, go and check out what's happening on YouTube? No, we're not actually. Outside of the initial launch, we're not going to do that at all. And here's why. Because we've tried that and it doesn't work for us. And the reality is that it's very, very complicated and very costly to create those short 15 second or 60 second clips that you use on all these other platforms with the goal of trying to drive traffic. The reason we're not is because we have a secret weapon. It's called our email list. So that's going to be our primary vehicle upon which we will drive traffic to YouTube because we have a lot of people that open that email list, that email that comes in their email inbox three days a week and it will just be listed as another form of resource but it will say video next to it because we want them to know that when they click they're about to watch a video because we care about that retention graph and if they're like not in a place where they can watch the video then we don't want them to click on that thing at all (laughs) yeah so yeah we're not our plan is to not cross promote at all as a matter of fact we're kind of done with the whole cross promote thing i mean we produce so much content we just you know the goal is to get it to work on the platform that it's designed for yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And really capitalizing on the, the existing email list audience that you have as well, because you know that they're, they're your, they're your audience, you know, they're the people who you're making this content for. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at least today, that's what it is, right? I mean, there's a chance that the YouTube audience could get substantially larger than any other audience we have. And the goal is that hopefully that will happen. And then that will be kind of a self-sustaining system. As long as we're creating content they care about, they'll keep watching. That's the hypothesis at least. Awesome. Cool, Mike. Thanks so much for sharing um, what you guys are doing at Social Media Examiner and this exciting new direction that you're taking in the world of video. Just to, to wrap up here, are there any final words or thoughts to, to marketers or business owners or video creators listening to this podcast today um, that they can take from from the, I guess, the big decisions that you guys have been making within your company over the last little while? Well, one thing I will tell everyone is we're very transparent about the big decisions we make. And if people want to follow along, they can just go to Social Media Examiner and get on our email newsletter, or they can check out my podcast, which is the Social Media Marketing Podcast, or they can, of course, subscribe uh, Social Media Examiner on YouTube. Um, but you know, the reality is that I'm a strong believer that you need to constantly be experimenting with new things, and the only way to do that 
is to have a stopping list. <laughs> so that means you got to stop doing things that don't work anymore, which is why we're not cross promoting, for example, right to the YouTube channel across the various other channels. Cause for us, it hurts our engagement. So, um, we are just believers that you need to constantly try things and when they don't work, stop them so you can start doing new things. And it's my hope that somebody who's listening is going to get inspired by what we're doing and maybe will try something new for themselves. Yeah. Awesome. Start something new and stop some things that you're doing that aren't working. That's awesome. Great place to uh, to end this episode on, Mike. Um, I really appreciate the insight that you shared with us today. And I encourage people to, to get on the Social Media Examiner email list. And one of the great ways to do that is to go and download the Social Media Marketing Industry Report for 2019 with all that data that we talked about earlier in this episode. Thanks again, Mike, for joining me. It's been a, a great chat. Awesome. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Ben. Huge thanks again to Mike for joining me on the show today and for listening to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. As he mentioned, he's a subscriber to this show as well, which is a real honor to me. So let me ask you, are you a subscriber? I'd love you to be. Join the likes of Michael Stelsner and hundreds of other loyal listeners to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast community by hitting that subscribe button now. Show notes, links, and everything you need for this episode will be over at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 106. And finally, before you go, I'd really love to hear from you after listening to this episode. So hit both Mike and myself up on Instagram or Twitter and tag at engage underscore Ben and at Stelsner to let us know what you took away from this episode. I'd love to chat to you there. And that is it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope to see you back again next week for another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. So I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing and I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective and strategic online video. See you next time. Hey, Ben here. I just want to take a moment to help you out with something. If you, like many of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast listeners, are looking for ways to do video for your business better, then keep listening. I've put together a free foundations video course designed to help you better understand the fundamentals of effective online video strategy for your brand or business. The three-part video series will step you through the roadmap to ensuring you know what videos to make and why, so you can get started the right way with video for your business. To jump in right now for free, head on over to engagevideomarketing.com foundations. I can't wait to see you there.